passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Holy fits a hard Nick's life. It is a fucking hard Nick's life, right, Barry? Yeah, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Barry, that is not... I'm going to have you crying by the end of this episode, okay? You probably will. It is a hard Nick's life, Nick's fans. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Guys, this podcast tonight is going to be different. I don't even want to call it a podcast. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen to me and Barry. I don't know if we agree on what went down today. I don't know how Barry's feeling. I haven't talked to him about this yet. Barry's just sitting there in fucking silence right now, waiting for permission to speak. You're going to get a different Barry and Craig tonight. I can guarantee you that. Because this has been the weirdest fucking day in the history of my sport fan life. Barry, do you second that? Yes. So I, we're think, doing I think this... I have to give it a little oh. thought. So yes. <laughs> right, yeah. Beautifully said. So this podcast tonight is for you all. It's for you. We are here for you. And actually, it's not just for you. It's for us. We do this for us. This is why this podcast was started for moments like this. This is going to be a roller coaster of a show, okay? There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. And I must admit, it was my wife's birthday tonight. I went out to dinner with her. And I made her come back within like 45 minutes so me and Barry could record this podcast. But I downed like three or four drinks in 45 minutes. I don't know what's going to come out of me tonight. But guys, this is season two. Episode 29. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from City, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. All right, stop this fucking cowbell banging happy fucking Knicks music right now, Barry. Because this was the, like I said before this, the most emotional day, the weirdest day as a Knicks fan I have ever had. Barry, that 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 Porzingis jersey hanging on the frame in your bathroom, what are we going to do with that right now? Because that's all I'm looking at behind well, you. That's head. coming down right now. I didn't even notice it behind me, to be honest with you. But that's just got to come down now. What am I going to do with it? My kids have it's a Przingis jersey. Can, can I just tell you, my daughter fucking wore a Kristaps Przingis jersey today. She's never worn that jersey. My son's, I think he wore it once at a Nick game, but it was like 
wear your your favorite sports team jersey for my daughter. She wore that jersey today. I think she she, I don't know, like the, the kiss of death. She wore the Porzingis jersey. And what yeah. happened when the news came down? Did you? I would have stormed into that fucking school, ripped that jersey off of her with her crying in the middle of the class because I don't give a fuck with everything that went to that's that's. I guess I would not do all that. <laughs> First of all, I'm talking about your daughter, so I wouldn't do any of that. <laughs> you, you wouldn't storm into the principal's <laughs> office and said, I need my but daughter I'm... out of that classroom right now. Right. L- little little Barry, girl working to the main office, please. Get Just her to that take jersey that. Off. Get her to take that motherfucking Porzingis jersey, that fucking traitor who apparently re- basically requested a trade today. We probably requested it before today. We'll get into all Let's, of that. We're going to get into fucking all of it. We're going to go minute by minute in our days today. Right, Barry? All right. And everybody hang on because there's probably going to be more tangents today <laughs> than ever because Barry, there's going to be a lot on, of hypotheticals as to what went down here. Are you okay? For I'm real? I'm fine. Am I, am I okay with the situation? Yeah. You know, again, it's like it, not only is this podcast going to be a roller coaster, but it's been a roller coaster for me and my emotions, my thoughts. Before the trade happened, my thoughts when the trade happened, and me just processing everything, and the whys, and the hows, and the what ifs, and what can be's, and are we all better off? So yeah, I mean, I've, I've basically thought of every single scenario and situation, and had every emotion fathomable. Dude, in the last show, we were ta- we spent like a majority of it talking about what would be, be- <coughs> what would be better, or would we trade Porzingis for the unicorn? That was like... No, over the unibrow. Of trade Porzingis for the the fucking unibrow. I'm sorry. That was like four days ago. And I was sitting here telling you that I would not trade Porzingis for the unibrow. And look who you got now. And look at me. Look at me now. Dude, so I'm at... I don't know if you got anything done at work today. Well, I'll be honest. The first wind of any of this was actually a text from you. Like, I think it was something like, what the fuck is going on? And I right. hadn't been on Twitter all day because I, I was busy at work today. Um, right. And I, so You're I don't busy. always glance you, at Twitter. You deal with customers. I deal right? with customers and, and um, calls and, and whatever. Yeah. And I, and I, and I am responsible for a lot of stuff. And, and this right. week I had to get a lot of stuff done. And so you said, what the fuck is going on? So immediately I jump on Twitter. And the first thing I see is that Perzingis had a meeting with management expressing right. That he was unhappy with the way that this organization is headed or where it's headed. And, you know, scrolling down, scrolling down, and, and everything's leading to that, uh, you know, essentially it's his way of requesting a trade that he wants out of here. He doesn't want to be here. He's been unhappy. Right. <laughs> Hold on, but let's slow down. Because this was just, it was crazy what was going on in the span of a couple hours. I was at work and I get to... I like work in a dark room all by myself. So if I pretty much every day on a normal day, every 10 minutes, I go on to Twitter and I see what's going on. So today I go on, yeah. And I saw that the tweet that I messaged you that Woj sends out a tweet that Porzingis met with management this morning. And he's not, he's not sure about, was it questioning the direction of the team, the culture, whatever, right? Yeah. Just like you said. And so immediately, you know, it's our job to go on Twitter and, you know, write something about that. So I, so I write some response like, oh, you know, uh, what did I write here? 
that doesn't fucking matter what I wrote. So, but I'm responding to all these tweets and every like few minutes, Woj is coming out with a new fucking addition to the story, right? First, it was Porzingis expressed concern for the franchise. Oh yeah, and then I sent out a tweet that was like, all right, you know, okay, Porzy, just be patient. And then I'd had another one that was like, just because he expressed concern doesn't mean he wants to leave. So the second tweet Woj sends out is about is about how Porzingis not only expressed concern, but made it seem to the Knicks like he was interested in being traded. But you're like, okay, well, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, now it's getting serious. And then fucking out of nowhere, yeah, there's like four or five teams that are mentioned by someone, and then someone adds on to that, the Dallas Mavericks are also interested. Well, fucking apparently, Barry... There weren't four or five teams that were interested. The Knicks already had a deal in place with the Mavericks because that deal, if if all of a sudden Dallas was also interested, no, dude, they weren't just also interested. They either put a t- deal together in about three minutes. Yeah, involving seven players. Involving seven <laughs> players, yeah. A team who they just played, what, a, t- last a day night. ago? Last night. Holy shit, that was last... Dude... The day that went on today, I can't. I didn't even realize that was last night. Yeah, Przingis is sitting on the fucking bench, you know, looking out there. He knows what's what's about to go down. You know, some Dallas fan during that game tweeted that Porzingis was on the bench, and the Knicks beat writers said that they hadn't seen him in a long time. And everyone, all the Knicks fans, were replying like, "Oh, Porzingis is there," you know, every home game. Yeah. And this Dallas fan was like, "No, he was there to see Dirk." And his future teammate, Luca. <laughs> Dude, and we were like, shut, shut up. That's ridiculous. Like, Porzingis is not going anywhere. No wonder why Luca was smiling the whole game. He was, whether he was missing shots, making shots, the dude always had a smile on his face. So he'd just look over at the side at, at, at KP. Right. And then so all of a sudden, minutes after that tweet about Dallas also being interested. I mean, you all lived through it just like we did. The news that came out that Dallas had traded. Dennis Smith Jr. Barry, Dennis Smith Jr. Which we'll have to get to later. I don't know if we can get to that in this show. We have to because, I mean, (laughs) you are like, talk about Frank haters out there. You're the biggest DSJ hater in the world. Now I'm I'm curious what's going to happen. He's in a Nick uniform now. You can't be that way. Dennis, let me tell you this. Dennis Smith Jr., is the greatest point guard <laughs> I have ever seen. He is. He does everything. <laughs> Did you see that triple-double last night? Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> of course, after that triple-double, I tweeted, if Frank was playing, I guarantee you Dennis Smith Jr. would not have gotten that triple-double. Well, guess what? I guarantee you now that even if Frank was guarding him, Dennis Smith Jr. would have gotten that fucking triple-double. That's how good he is. Access doesn't put you in a good light. Barry... I love players who are on our team. We I'm need not, you to be listen, objective still. You can love them, but I need you to be I, objective. I, I need you to be objective here. No, but now right? I root now I before I rooted against Dennis Smith Jr. because of all the Frank haters. Essentially that's why. I mean the truth is we didn't draft him because he wouldn't give us his medical records. He had a major knee injury in college. So that always put doubt in my mind about him. He doesn't play defense. He is one of sort of one of these ISO guys who needs the ball in his hands a lot. 
which I think when Mello, when we got rid of Mello, we just wanted to be done with like that, that style of play. So yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Dennis Smith Jr. And a lot of it was because I really do believe in Frank. But now that he's on the team, dude, what, what am I going to... I'm not rooting against him anymore. No, of course not. Of course, Frank's going to be a way better player in the end. But dude, it'll be interesting to see them playing together. <laughs> Especially yeah. after all these Frank haters talking about how sad they are we didn't draft Dennis Smith Jr. Guess what? Now we fucking got him. Now we have both of them. And now they're going to be pissed like that we don't have Donovan Mitchell too or something. But now we have both of them. So we got Dennis Smith Jr., Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan. Those two guys will be waived, released, whatever, or dealt. If they, if they can't deal, probably waived or released. Right, Barry? Is that what you're hearing? Well, yeah, I know they're on expiring. So, I mean, regardless, right. I mean, yeah, what do you want to do with them the rest of the season? So you can stick them on the end of the bench with Cantor, three of those guys. Big thing in the deal, dude. And one of the most underrated parts of this deal is that we moved Tim Hardaway Jr. No, that's and huge. Court, and Courtney Lee in one swoop. I wouldn't say it's underrated at all. I think people realize, I mean, that's that's what's going to end up making this deal worth it if everything goes right in six months. I mean, that, that was the key piece, right? I mean, that opened right. up. That cleared up our books, essentially, to now allow us to sign two max guys. Right. And with all my sad emotions, and I don't know how deep you want me to get with this. but Deep, like, Barry, deep. Like, we got to, I don't know, before we go into all these details, I feel like we should talk a little bit about just how we're feeling because, dude, this morning, Porzingis was my favorite fucking Nick, and we've been waiting a year a fucking year for him to come back from this injury patiently. Dude, we were we we're getting so close. He was going to be reevaluated this month. And for and me, if you ask me about the identity of the Knicks, even though KP didn't step foot on the court at all this year, to me, the identity of this team was the youth and KP. That's it. That's what made up this team. There's nothing else that you could grab onto. I mean, they're right. last in every category in every single stat line. You know, nobody, yeah. we can't get behind Fisdale so much yet because he hasn't proven anything. The only thing that we had was KP, which we knew what he was, and barring how he comes back from this injury, but we know the type of player he is. And then it's a bunch of young guys. And now right. without KP, it's just youth. And as far as now, we didn't get really get back anything from him. And we got a Dennis Smith Jr. Yes, he's young, he's exciting, he's got talent, but nowhere close to the level of KP, as is Matthews or Jordan. Um, but like you said, by putting Hardaway into this deal, that, that opens the door. So, yeah, I mean, I was upset, not because we lost just the identity of this team, but, it, but it's Przingis. He was the start yeah. of this rebuild. He was the first starting piece of this whole rebuild, essentially. So he was the, knowing that he was coming back at some point and being added to these young, young guys is the only thing that was holding like me together in this shit season, you know? The hope that he's going to come back and like, we at least know we have KP coming back. And even though we got rid of Timmy and it opens up two max free agent slots, which is which can be huge, especially if we have some idea that someone is interested. But we knew KP was coming back. We, we could count on it. 
for all we know, we won't get anyone in free agency. So what are we waiting for other than that hoping we fucking get a top three pick? Ideally, Zion. But we don't know what's going to happen. But dude, the Tim Hardaway, getting rid of Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee, like everyone really bitched about the trade. I think a lot of it was the shock of Porzingis and losing him because it was just hours before that he was probably a majority of Knicks fans' favorite players. But people are overlooking that, yeah, we traded Porzingis and it doesn't look like we got a star back. Like we all we got, like you just said, all we got was Dennis Smith Jr. But we got the two draft, two future first round draft picks. One in 2021, right, Barry? Which is in two years. That's totally unprotected. Listen, Dallas is probably going to be pretty good. Unless Porzingis fucking gets injured, which, you know, wouldn't be the end of the world. No, not now. (laughs) Not now. Listen, he's got a, I mean, his knee sucks. He's skinny. (laughs) All the shit I've been, all the shit I've been arguing against. I've wasted my time arguing for KP against fans from all over the NBA. No, but that's the whole thing with this episode. Like, if he doesn't want to be here, and you know, we get had to fuck, trade him, we had to trade him before the seventh, right? For after February seventh, then he's, you know, we talked about this the other day. He's a restricted free agent. He had, he had to move before the deadline. It's the same reason why you want to move Cantor. You're, you're probably not going to get the value of Cantor back. But what's the difference? He's not going to be back here next year anyway. And at least you get something right. now, something that may blossom into something. Yeah, so like I was saying, you got Dennis Smith Jr., but you got those two picks, right? One's unprotected and one's protected in 2023. And getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr., that's essentially like we could not get rid of – we were going to have a really hard time getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Teams even wanted us to include a pick just to fucking get rid of him. So I would say getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. is worth a first-round pick. Because that's freeing up $18 million in cap space. So essentially, for poor Zingas, we got Dennis Smith Jr., two first-round picks, and I would argue like another first-round pick because I think getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. is of that same value. So that's four young assets, basically four assets. You got four great things for a guy who we found out after the deal was announced that he t- is telling Dallas he's only going to accept the qualifying offer this summer, which means he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. Now, he could just re-sign with Dallas, of course, but he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. And supposedly that's what he told the Knicks, that he was just going to do the qualifying offer this summer, which you know what that is, right, Barry? Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been, he would basically get a one-year deal with us and then be totally unrestricted. So once you heard that, dude, I mean, what can you do? He doesn't want to be here. He says he wants to be traded. He's just going to take a one-year deal with us, which is basically which is a, a waste of another year for for Knicks for the Knicks. I don't even know if I believe him because that's fucking super risky. I didn't think there's any chance he would ever do that. But dude, I think he did that to just get moved. Right. Right. But the other thing that we did is because we know how hard it is to get a free agent to sign here, or at least you know a max free agent, superstar type of player. What we did was we upped our chances and got a little bit better probability because now if you've got room for two of them, you could focus in on the one that we want, which is Durant. And you basically say to KD, look, get whoever you want to come at you here, whoever you think is going to do it for you. We got the space to do it. Whatever we need to get you here, we could do. And before, when you only had enough to sign him, maybe KP wasn't enough. 
you know? He right. wanted somebody that was more established. And now you got the room to do it. Um, I mean, and then, you know, we got a top three pick coming. Maybe New York doesn't look so bad now. Here's my question for you, Barry. Right, so if, if, if we weren't able to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. this season, which I would say likely we wouldn't have been able to, we would have only probably been able to have room for one max free agent this summer. Right. So you would be, we'd have, we'd have room for like a max and then some middle tier guys. So we would have probably ended up with KP and one max free agent and whoever we draft as our additions. Now, would you rather have that coming off of KP's injury? And let's say we don't see him this year at all. Would you rather have a max free agent join KP or two fucking max free agents who just decide with each other they're going to go to the Knicks this summer? So irrelevant. Which would you rather have? Yeah. So irrelevant, irrelevant of the pick. Is, like, right. And irrelevant to the draft pick because that, that would be a constant either way. Yeah. I'd rather have two. I'd rather have two max guys. Sure. Two healthy max guys. Well, that's the whole thing. Who know, and, they, who know they fucking want to play with each other, right? That's a big thing too. They're not joining KP who they're not sure if he's going to be there the n- next year or how he feels about New York, how fucking his brother Giannis and that whole... Uh, fucking, it's a headache. But it's, it, that's the worst thing that about situation. these situations and these types of trades is that you don't know ultimately how you feel about it because we got to wait six months to really know how right. it works out. You know, so I... I can't tell you, you know, with 100% certainty, yeah, this this was a great, great move. It's only a great move if it works out for us. And now, maybe... If we get if we get a second Max guy, it's essentially like we traded KP for Dennis Smith Jr., a Max player, right, and draft picks. Look, one of two things or a combination of two things happened here. You know, days ago, maybe even longer, KP or his camp basically explained to the Knicks at that point that he wasn't going to stay here and that they were going to need to move him because this isn't his home. And secondly, the Knicks got word from Durant's camp because I don't know who else they would really put all their eggs in one basket for, but that they got from Durant's camp that, yeah, he's very interested and New York is definitely a contender on his list. You know, They're probably not going to say it's a, it's a given, but that he's definitely considering it. And maybe it was a combination of those two things that said, look, we got to pull the trigger on this. Um, we can throw Hardaway in here because Dallas would be foolish not to jump at a KP. You know, think about KP and Luca. I mean, playing together oh. on the same team. It's going to be a, a sick duo. I mean, well, Dallas listen, is going to be... KP is excited. His first fucking tweet after the trade was no uh, thank you to the Knicks or the fans. Yeah, and we know Dallas has been wanting to move Dennis Smith Jr. You know, basically the whole season. Which they yeah, were so able Porzingis' to do. first tweet was a video of him and Luca let from last night's game. Oh my god! Shaking hands and patting right. each other back and smiling, and and then Porzingis just does a couple like eyeballs and a wink. Dude, if anybody did not have negative or angry feelings at KP when this whole thing went down, that tweet put you over the edge. That is all because it sure as did KP. me. It sure as did me. I was kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. All right, you know, I really I thought you were all about New York. Um, I really respected you and the way you carried yourself. This this is all stuff that goes through my head. And then I see that tweet. Um, you know, that's the first thing that you tweet out. Not not anything like sincere to the Knicks fans or this and that. That's something that you text your buddy. You know, you text you text that to Luca 
or you text that to some other player on Dallas or somebody on another team yeah, there's no other than fucking, the Knicks. There's How do you no put reason that out to do that? To the world? No. The first thing, and I know you haven't played here 10 years, but come on. You were the face of this franchise. How, do, how is that your first tweet? No, it should be, you know, I'm sorry, New York. Whatever bullshit you want to fucking craft. Save that bullshit for your fucking buddies. I mean, that, 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 that ticked me off. I can tell. I like it. I mean, it's such a stupid little thing. But, I mean, it, it was like a blatant, like, not just celebrating where he's going, but like a, a spitting on what he's leaving behind type of thing. I mean, am I overreacting to that? No, it's dude, it's not good. I mean, there was like two point nine thousand, yeah, like two thousand nine hundred comments that people replied to that tweet. I wasn't about to look through them, <laughs> all right. But obviously, it riled a bunch of feathers, and I think that was at halftime that uh, they had that little exchange. That's still all he's tweeted, dude. And he, I know. he does not tweet often. The last time he tweeted before that was like. Three weeks ago on January 8th. Yeah, about that Hoop Central thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like When, is, when he blocked that, them that, and that, said, that I didn't mean to. Hoop Central, the Spurs have serious interest in Kristaps Porzingis. And then he blocked them. So everyone was like, oh, yeah, Porzingis he is, is here to fucking stay. He is such a 16-year-old <laughs> girl with the shit that he does between the sprinting on the track to the blocking and then unblocking Hoop Central that it was an accident, to this little petty tweet. He's such a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> you know, you want to say how mature this guy is, how smart he is, this and that? No. You're not. What if he comes back next week and he's playing healthy? And That's the other thing I thought of. <laughs> they fly into Dallas... And the first game they have, he's on the court and he looks fine. He's been ready to play the last few months. Dude, it's possible. I mean, I, a few weeks ago, do you remember that a rumor came out that the the Knicks front office was trying to keep Porzingis out for the entire season and he wasn't happy with that because he wanted to come back? Look, he Is hasn't it been happy. Is possible he's ready to come back? The, and the Knicks were look, like, no, do not. You know, you're not ready. We'll, we'll evaluate you in another month. I would not be shocked if he comes back super early. Right. It, but I don't think that that would have been the straw on the camel's back to make him leave. I think they might have known then that he was going to leave and that's why they haven't played him. You know? Um, what? That's quite a theory. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's quite possible. That they were not playing him because they knew they were going to try and deal him. and Well, you'd get more of for him if he played and was good. Yeah, but under Fisdale's whole thought process, he's not playing players like Cantor. He's not playing players that aren't going to be here. He's more concerned with the youth development and that whole movement. Um, I mean, his value probably wouldn't have gone up or down either way with the limited minutes he would be coming back. I mean, even if he was ready to go, it was still going to be limited minute restrictions. Well, the only risk is that he would go down again and would be done. But right, well, there's that too. That's the but, I mean... I think this stems back way before. I mean, he he was upset with the Knicks going back to when he skipped the exit meeting when Phil Jackson was still here. It's been a he's always had ride. he's had issues with the Knicks from the get go. So yeah. what what we we get a new GM, we get a new coach, and then all of a sudden everything is hunky dory. You say a few sweet nothings in Chris Stapp's ear, and you win him over again. 
No, we, we've heard that there has been rumbles, whether it was from, directly from him or from his camp, even after Phil Jackson left. So, I mean, it, it's very possible this goes back way longer. I believe that he was working his ass off to get healthy and get better because he does want to, you know, he does want to take, take over this league someday. He wants to be an MVP. I believe all that. But sadly, you know, it wasn't in a Knicks uniform that he wanted that to happen. You know, you said it before. If he wants to be gone, if he doesn't want to be in New York, I only want fucking players who want to be here. And yeah, I like, want to question if they want to be here constantly. And that's what we always did with Porzingis. Because he always, like, whenever, like, controversies were happening or anything, he's kept super quiet. Uh, a few days ago when Cantor... Uh, the whole thing was going on with Cantor. I think in Brooklyn, he was like getting chanted for and he kept raising his arm and waving to them. Yeah. Of saying he sent out that tweet of the hand on his face. Yeah. Right? And I assume the best all the time. Right. But I guess I was fucking wrong. I assume that he just wasn't feeling well because he had a tweet after that of him drinking tea and looking like really fucking sickly. I, I hate how much power the players have in this league. You know, contract or no contract, if they have... If they're a good enough player, because obviously, you know, the guy's at the bottom of the heap, it doesn't really matter. But if you're a good player in this league, all you have to say is that you're unhappy or you want out, a team's going to find a way to move you. And, and most of the time, they're going to lose out. Because right away, as soon as you say you want to move somewhere, your value goes down and other teams know they could get you on the cheap. Because the other teams don't want to hang on to you because it's wasting up a roster spot that's going to lead to nothing. And they want to get the most they can for you. And the longer these things drag out, usually you're going to crumble and you're going to take an even worse deal. Right. Knowing knowing all that, this was not a bad deal. I don't think. Especially for a guy coming off. Dude, coming off, a ma we know this, a major knee injury. Saying he was only going to sign the qualifying offer. So he's going to be, he's basically a rental for a year and a half. That's all that's really guaranteed. And no, yeah, I mean, you're right. The new, whenever the news comes out that a guy wants to be traded, all of a sudden he's demanding where he's going and the team just loses value on him so fast. The Knicks like reacted so quickly. I hope and I pray that they did their due diligence and spoke to every fucking team to make sure this was the best offer. Right, My well, that's the whole thing. That's why it's so unrealistic that you know that it just went down, you know, in the span of a couple hours today. I mean, like right? This, they had to, yeah. they had to know, dude. They had to know. Getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. was just as important as getting value back for Porzingis because that opens up the max slot. They Big had time. to know for some reason that the the only team in the league, pretty much, who would who would basically. Obviously, they would take Porzingis. Everyone wants Porzingis. But that they would give up a young player, right? A former lottery pick, which the Knicks fucking love. So they get back a young player, two picks, and they're willing to take on Tim Hardaway Jr. That must have been the only team in the league willing to do that. And that wouldn't shock me. Because you're taking back a bad contract, and you're giving up picks, and you're giving up a young guy in the league that a lot of people in the league do believe in even though maybe i wasn't one of them this is one of those trades where right now dallas currently looks like they made out right now in the present time and for the next couple of months it time will tell you know at the start of next season when we look back at this and we see okay 
Where did that lead to? Right. Who's on our but roster? You don't even right know, now? but I don't know if you even know that because they got rid of a lot of things for a player who's injured right now and hasn't played in a year. So they can't feel that. I mean, yeah, but you could still line up the three players that they got rid of, right, next to those two future picks that we have. You line up our four Knicks that we're giving them and then throw in, you know, fly, switch them. Follow me? <laughs> and then throw yeah, in yeah. the two new free, you know, the two new uh, free agents that we're going to sign. And that's when you can assess if this deal really works. Right. I'm just saying, I don't know that it's a clear. Dallas is not going to reap um, the same way we're not going to reap immediate rewards and we have to wait on our, our end. They're also not going to reap. Their rewards are coming much later, unless KP has been totally fine for a while. He very well could have been. You know, he didn't like when the Knicks were putting out that he was at one stage in his progress when he was at another. <laughs> oh, I dude, mean, he's light years ahead. These things. Yeah, he's light years ahead of wherever they had always said he was. I mean, that's that's going to be like like this tweet that he just tweeted today at us with those you know eyeballs and the smirk and him high five and Luca and having a good laugh. Yeah. Him coming out in a Dallas uniform and playing 25 minutes next week is going to be just as hard of a blow to my gut as that tweet was. But, you know, what are you going to do? He doesn't want to be here? I mean, we got to do what we got to do. Thank God. I mean, yeah, that Hardaway. Thank God that they attached Hardaway to this deal. That was key. That was huge. I mean, I don't see Hardaway leaving this team. I see $18 million flying away is what I see, right. or 17 point whatever. I could not stand away. Tim Hardaway Jr. by the end. And not even flying I, away. I see $18 million more. I should put that the other way. I see $18 million coming into our bank account that we can use to sign a free agent. That's, that's right. a better way to put it. It's going to be, an, I mean, we still got players that we're talking about moving, like Cantor. Yeah, oh, Cant I don't know, Cantor's gone. Is, what's going to go on with Moutier? Because now you got Dennis Smith Jr., Frank, and Moutier all playing the same position. Yeah. Like now it's even more glutted than before, because at least before it looked like Trey was out and we were just focusing on Frank and Moutier. I guess we don't have to worry about, about that for the time being, because Moutier and Frank are hurt. Right. Dude, but it's going to be an interesting next week. There's going to be more stuff going on. Now we have even more assets, because now... Not only do we have the Cantor expiring, but we have the West Matthews and one more, right? Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So three expirings on the team right now. They're either going to be waived or moved. We got more picks we could deal for things. We now we have now not only do we have all our picks in the future, now we have two of Dallas's. Yeah, I mean, I next, feel like in the next dude, in the next four or five years, instead of four or five draft picks, we have six or seven. How weird is it that I think that the four untouchables on this team are Knox, Robinson, Trier. I'm not even going to put Frank in there because I could see him being thrown into a deal at this point. And, uh, and probably Dennis Smith Jr., unless they just flip him. No, but he's I, not untouchable. <laughs> they could flip him. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if they can now. I have to wait a certain amount of time unless something's attached to this deal. But I mean, definitely Knox and Robinson are untouchables. I thought Porzingis was fucking untouchable. So that, I don't know how much that even means. Right. 
But yeah, I mean, I think everyone's super high on Knox, maybe even higher on Robinson at this point. And yeah, no, there's no other untouchables. Maybe Dennis Smith Jr. is untouchable. Frank is slightly untouchable, I think. No. <laughs> I, I want to... I need something, Barry. I want, so, I want some fucking stability. This is why I don't buy fucking Knicks jerseys. Dude, my Knicks hat, I just realized today, has a fucking Przingis thing on the side of it. My Knicks oh. hat. My fucking regular Knicks hat that I wear all the time has a fucking number six. Fucking like simple... A, a poorsy signature. Simple fix, Barry. You just put a fucking red X over that with something. Ah, oh. easy. And then it's a great hat. Then it's a beautiful hat. You're Xing out Porzingis. <laughs> or just rip it off. You know Arno, by the way, Arno, who we've been giving VIP shoutouts to. Oh yeah, our Latvian friend. Our Latvian friend, who on our Patreon website was generously the only person to do the the highest tier. Patreon, the VIP level. So we were required to give him VIP shoutouts every show. Now, I don't know if Arno is still listening to the show. He might not be. I hope he is. No, he. I, I think he's listening to like the Dallas Mavericks podcast right now. Barry, he might he be. ship. It was like less than an hour from when the Porzingis trade news came out that he un VIP'd himself from the Patreon tier. You're kidding. So we no longer do <laughs> Arno VIP shoutouts. It was less than I don't it was maybe fucking minutes, Barry. I don't even know what time it was in Latvia. But whatever was happening at that moment, he was like he I will say he is still one of our and we have very fucking few of them people. www.patreon.com backslash hard life. We have very few of them. He is still a Patreon. He's just gone down to the $1 level, okay. which is fine, which is like awesome. It's still great. But dude, it's funny that fucking minutes after this deal, he's like, I get all these messages like Ar- Arno is now no longer a VIP. <laughs> I don't know if he's even going to root for the Knicks anymore. Maybe he's not. I don't right. know. Some fans like you don't know if... Yeah, no, the that's... guys from Latvia are they only rooting? For, they're probably only Knicks fans because of Porzingis, I assume. Dude, was the French Knicks podcast around I, before I, Frank Nilakino was a Nick? I asked the French Knicks podcast if he was always a Knicks fan, and he got esca- it got escalated when we got Frank, or if he's only a Knicks fan because of Frank. He said he's always been a Knicks fan, so they're not going anywhere. All right, they would be fucking pissed if Frank ever went anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but Arno is uh just like Porzingis uh, decided to d- subtract himself from the, the Knicks team, so did Arno. So bye, Arno. If you ever want to come back, we're here for you. Barry, right, we got some calls from uh, fans. Yeah, so this is going through my head. Opinions. I know, we've got calls. So this is going through my head because there's. Uh, I'm very uneasy still. Hold you on. Know, Before I, know, I see what we're doing this whole show. We just keep... Going off in tangents. I just want to say that at the end of the show to play us out, whenever that fucking happens, we're going to let all your voicemails come through in full. So you guys want to listen to them? Some of them are fucking long, Barry. I'm just going to let everyone speak their mind unedited. Some of them don't make any sense and are weird. One calls from, claims to be the macho man, Randy Savage from heaven, I think he says. Which if he passed at some point, rest in peace. 
But anyway, stay tuned for those. Now, Barry, I'll get off of this new tangent I just started and go back to whatever tangent you were going to. All right, so... You've got your... Barry right now, by the way, has his head in his hands. He's in his bathroom. Whatever's going on with the camera, it's so dark. It's just like a black... Just a black mass. And Barry's... Barry, you don't look well. Do not look well. It's because all these different emotions that we've been going through today, it's like swirling around in my stomach... All these thoughts are swirling around in my head. I'm a little yes. uneasy. And I can frankly go for like a little meditation. You know, you used to Barry, do these the meditations. You used to do these great meditations on your podcast before I joined you. You, you did them multiple times to get Knicks fans through the hard times. And even though there might be green grass on the other side of this whole thing, it's a hard time today. It was a stressful day. You you liked it or you didn't like it. It was stressful. A lot of things were up in the air. They still are. And I, don't I think do, I don't really want to do a meditation live. We need the meditation. <laughs> Craig. Yeah, let's do it together. Okay. Oh, so you we'll want feed, me to we'll you want me to you other. want me to pull it together and and so we could give it to the listeners. I want you to not feel like you can't speak for however long. We'll do a short little meditation. Okay. It's just in fucking prepared, Barry. Though. All right, spur of the moment. That's okay. We can, we can, we can roll with it. Uh, I don't you have any lead music. the way. How about some uh, some ocean? Sure. Some water. Sure. Now, I don't know. Do we have to preface this? If you're driving, right now, maybe you should pull over. Whatever you just guys pull need to the to side do. of the road if you need to, because we don't want you to fall asleep. At the wheel. All right, everybody. I'm going to do my little meditation voice right now, which is uh, maybe cr on the creepy side. I have noticed listening back to them. but This is for everybody because this today was one of the toughest days as a Knicks fan in a long time. But we want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone. And you need to know that we are here for you. Whenever you need us, give us a call, 516-33-MESH-1, 516... This is not the no. time for a plug. Okay. <laughs> so I want you all <laughs> to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. On the count of five, we are going to say, fuck Porzingis together. Okay? And that's going to make you feel better. It's going to make me feel better. And we are going to enter a state of peacefulness, a state of calm. Okay, Barry, are you ready? I'm ready. My eyes are ready. Closed. Listen. Okay. No, they're not. All right, listeners, are you ready? Five, four, three, two, and one. Fuck. Porzingis. Say it one more time. Keep those eyes closed. Your eyes are closed. You are in your happy place. Okay. Breathe deep. You, breathe breathe deep. deep. You could be on the beach, maybe the beach in Latvia, that beautiful beach that we saw this summer Fisdale visited. You're on the beach in Latvia, and guess what? You're taking a big, massive shit on that beach right now, that beautiful beach where nobody was on. It was just beautiful sand and water, untouched. Porzingis leading Fisdale through, and all of us fucking fans falling for it, right? And you see Porzingis coming. Maybe he's only 20 feet away, and you're going to leave a big pile of shit 
right in his pathway so his bare feet will squish. There's going to be a lot of shit on that beach from all of us. And Porzingis, he's not going to even know where to step with that fucking bulky knee. Right, Barry? Is that too mean? No, it's not too mean because it is bulky. So say it together. Fuck Porzingis. You're in your calm place. You're now taking that dump. Oh, does it feel good? When we think about the Knicks, I want us to erase all memories of any sort of Latvian unicorn. Unicorns don't exist. No, there's no such fucking thing. Unicorns, in fact, Barry, are dead to us. My daughter's has she loves unicorns, right? She's got like three or four stuffed animal unicorns. She's got a sweatshirt she loves. She makes us put it on her like every fucking day. She loves it so much. While my daughter's asleep tonight, Barry, I will be burning those unicorn stuffed animals. I'll be cutting that shirt to tiny pieces, and my daughter will not be happy. But this, and how is this entering the meditation state, Barry? You know who will be happy? You will be happy this summer. Because this summer we want you, you know, continue to keep your eyes closed. And this is New York. New York. Not only the mecca of basketball, but the center of the world. Who wouldn't want to come to New York? Everybody's going to want to come to New York. Could be uh, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant leaving Golden State together to turn around our sad, pathetic franchise. Could be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Would that be something, Barry? Absolutely would. (laughs) Maybe it would be be Kevin Durant and Kemba Walker. Eh, I don't know. (laughs) That... If that's how it turns out, I don't know. Turn right, guys, that KP. Uh, <laughs> all right, enough. It, enough, Barry. Enough of this. Count of five. You're all gonna get out of that dream state, and maybe you'll feel better. Maybe it won't. I hope you do. Five, four, three, two, and one. Open your eyes, everybody. And if you were fucking driving, hopefully you weren't closing your eyes at all. There, your eyes are open. Do you feel better? I do. I do feel better. I do feel more relaxed. We need that every once in a while. All right, Barry, that's it. Remember, guys, you can contact us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at hardnickslife and at Barry Dworkin. And you could call us at 516-33-MESH1. You get any revelations this week? Or maybe this show inspired you. Maybe you're calm now from that meditation earlier. Your thoughts are in a, all lined up in a row. You want to get them out. Tell us how you feel. Maybe you felt one way and now you feel another. 516-33-MESH-1. Yeah, we're here for you guys. It's, it's, it's a tough time. All right, until next time, it is a hard Knicks life. Hey there, this is uh, Augie from Florida. Uh, born and raised in New York. Uh, been living in Florida for about 15 years. Uh, I've been a Knicks fan since 1989-90. Uh, 
when I was about six or seven years old. So um, I'm calling today, uh, the day of the Porzingis trade. A uh, couple thoughts I just want to get off my chest because I've been uh, fucking really upset all goddamn day long um, after all this stuff. But after thinking long and hard, um, I just feel like if it wasn't for KP's injury last year, the Knicks wouldn't be on the path that they're on right now. I feel like they would have been way more competitive and, you know, at least had some sense of normalcy with their star in place and, 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 you know, uh, some role players around them. Um, but the injury happened and I feel like the Knicks did the best they could to stay the course and do the right things from then on out. So for KP to come in and start bitching about the direction of the team, which is a result of his like tragic injury, I think that's kind of a dick move. So at the end of the day, if he says, you know what, I don't want to be a Nick anymore, then I think I can safely say, go fuck yourself, Chris Stapps Porzingis. You're not fucking made for this fucking city or this fucking team, and you could take your fucking pussy ass out west and hang out with all these white European motherfuckers for all I give a shit. Because if, you're, if you can't run out there uh, like a fucking soldier and go to war this fucking city and, and the name on the front of the jersey, then I don't fucking want you anyway. And You can literally go fuck yourself. So I'm perfectly happy with the trade. I think Dennis Smith Jr., for all of his faults, has a lot of things that we've always coveted as a team. We've never had a dynamic point guard that can get in the paint and wreak havoc and throw down some fucking yams on some motherfuckers. Um, and uh, I think he's a perfect complement to Frank. I think he may make Frank uh, play even better because the two of them are really friendly. And then, you you know, you couple that with uh, Knox emerging and Schreer and, 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 and uh, Mitchell Robinson and then – the cap space and the future draft picks and then the number one pick we're going to have this year, God willing, I think we're doing fine. And uh, I think that we're going to end up on the positive side of this going forward. And I honestly don't have time for KP's fucking pussy-ass attitude anymore and skipping fucking exit meetings and his fucking his stupid bitch-ass brother calling shit like, fuck all this shit, dude. I don't have fucking time for it. He can go fuck himself. And I'm here for the dudes that want to come out there. This is Augie again. I just called and I got cut off because I talked too long. So I'm just going to end it with this. Um, I love the show. I live in. The, I listen to every single episode. You guys are hilarious and uh, really happy with the work you guys have been doing. Um, so keep up the good work. I'm sure that you guys are going to blow up soon. So I'm happy to get in on the on the ground floor. Um, so all around good shit. I love it. It's funny. You guys curse and shit like that so it's a great show uh huge fan uh so just keep up the good work and uh i'll probably call back again uh with the next fucking meltdown i have uh but other than that man you guys have a great night talk to you later i can't even believe it it's jj from new york got the news about christos porzingis demanding a trade basically oh man my heart's broken i don't even know what to do i don't know what the fuck to do hey it's jj again from Long Island. Oh, man. I'm going to try to be a little calmer this time, but all in all, when it comes down to it, I hope that Christoph Przingis tears his other ACL first game he plays again and never plays another game of basketball because he's a fucking traitor and a piece of shit.
and we fucking we we let him grow up in New York. We gave him all the love in the world, and he just turns his back on us. What a piece of shit! What an absolute piece of shit! If we don't sign Durant and like Kyrie next season, and like we're we're and if we're not fucking great contenders by then, then yeah, I, I've seen enough of KP. Like I might even like. No, I'm not gonna say that online. Just something bad. Something bad might happen to KP. That's it for me. Oh yeah, this is the Macho Man Randy Savage coming from heaven. And I gotta say, the Knicks made an excellent trade today. Got that gimpy knee Porzingis out of here, and Dennis Smith Jr. Finally, a real point guard. Oh yeah, dig it, brother. Hey, I just want to say, you know what? I'm happy Porzingis is gone because. My biggest fear is the moment that he went down with his ACL tear as a seven foot three dude, kind of like Yao Ming, was that this guy is just going to be injured forever. It always happens with these tall guys. It was non-contact when he went down the first time. So you knew what was going to happen to the Knicks. They were going to give him a max contract. We'd be locked into that money. It'd be Allen Houston all over again, and we'd never be able to get out from underneath it. Now he's gone. We got Dennis Smith Jr., two first-round picks, and all the cap money in the world. Let's go Knicks! This is Justin from Massapequa. If I'm suddenly found dead, you can add Steve Mills and Scott Perry to the short list of suspects. I need you guys to tell me how to feel about this because I can't settle on an angle. I'm most upset by KP's first tweet since the announcement. A sarcastic gif? Seriously? Don't we deserve more than that? Like, he was our unicorn. Thanks for helping us, Nick fans, get through this with the emergency episode, guys. And happy birthday to your wife, Axe. It's a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.